itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. Out came the sun and dried up all the rain. And the itsy bitsy spider went up the spout again. Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews and my look at killer spider movies starting with 1990s arachnophobia. Why killer spider movies I hear you ask? Simple, I needed something to cover during April and I've already done April full movies, check my archives. So here we are with a movie that scared me as a kid and something I have in real life, arachnophobia. This is going to be a slightly different style of review from the other ones I've done, all 80 of them, as I will not be going through the movie scene for scene. But I will be pointing out things I've noticed throughout the movie. So with that, it is on with the show, starring Jeff Daniels, Julian Sands and John Goodman, directed by Frank Marshall. The plot, a big town doctor moves to Middletown America to start a new life with his wife and kids. Unfortunately, the town is in a grasp of killer spiders. Can he help out the town or is his arachnophobia too strong? The first thing I noticed um, is the opening of this movie is very Jurassic Park. Uh, with the helicopter opening shots and the hapless photographer arriving via boat, much like the lawyer does in Jurassic Park. I mean, this thing could have been taken right off of Jurassic Park's deleted scenes. It's pretty much the same bloody thing. A helicopter flying into exotic forests and, and such and there's like waterfalls and all this malarkey. And of course we have the bug specialist, Dr. Arthurton, played by Julian Sands, Hobbit's favourite British villain on the cheap, who I knew from the Warlock movies, who goes on to kill every single bug in an area which hasn't been touched by man for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Dr. Grant, this guy ain't. Uh, yet, I love the fact he actually has the gall to scold the hatless photographer for killing one of the spiders, yet he has killed dozens, if not hundreds of thousands of bugs and butterflies and other creepy crawlies and such. Yeah, some bloody scientist this guy is, some biologist this guy is. I mean, he finds an untouched piece of land and he kills everything in it using super strength poison. Okay then. Also, while I'm at it, why the hell did he hire a sports photographer? I'm not a wildlife photographer, to go all the way down to South Africa, it's South Africa, South America, to photograph these bugs. On to the small town itself. Uh, made up, but of course, because it's not all Hollywood movies, these towns are made up. Um, Kamaria, Kamaria, how the hell is it? C-A-N-A-M-A, what the hell is that? Kamaria, California. Um, this, to me, is all very Beetlejuice. Also, the house that Jeff Daniels' Dr. Jenkins buys looks like the house from either Leprechaun or the Critters franchise. And by that, I mean the house exterior looks a lot like the house that's in Beetlejuice. So moving on, they move into the new house and they find a small spider, which we then find out Dr. Jennings has arachnophobia due to the fact when he was two years old, a spider crawled over him when he was in his crib. Much like the reason why I have arachnophobia, except it was my older brother that put a spider in my crib, and this is why I have arachnophobia to this day. The wife places the teeny tiny little spider into the barn, where it has sex with the gigantic general spider, a huge bird-eating tarantula, which has 8-inch legs, the one that killed the hapless photographer earlier on in the movie, with its poisonous bite that kills in mere seconds. In the barn, we see the spiders have been very busy indeed, 
and have laid eggs. Look at like Gremlin Sacks. Does Spielberg have an original thought in his mind? I'm not sure he does. Note, all these small little white spiders were actually Avondale spiders, which are harmless humans, and apparently are from New Zealand. So the house Dr. Jennings buys is crawling with termites, so his wife calls in exterminator Delbert McClinic, played by John Goodman, of Roseanne fame, and he is indeed the comic relief, except one thing that pissed me off about this bloody movie. Every time he appeared on screen, they had this weird country bumpkin music playing, which was really annoying until he turned into this super badass at the end of the movie by killing all the bloody spiders. It turns out that Dr. Jennings moved to small town America to be the GP of this made up town, and unfortunately, the old doctor doesn't want to retire because he thought he would retire and instantly die, as you do. But unfortunately, he gets bitten by one of the many spiders after not believing Dr. Jennings about the spider bites that killed his one and only female patient, the old school mistress. So, now with the doctor dead, and Jennings takes over the town doctor ship, that's a word, having his first patients being teenage American football players, all of which are about 15 or 16, so why the hell are they getting the cough-cough test, the drop-knickers cough-cough test? That should be done when they were 12 or something like that. One of them dies immediately after getting the examination from Dr. Jennings and he is now labelled Dr. Death. Jennings calls Atherton for help, however he sends one of his many useless assistants, which they find a dead and alive spider in the schoolmistress's house which is empty for at least a month. This is one thing that I found really annoying about this movie, these events happen over several months. I mean, don't spiders eat? Mind you, in saying that, they did say that more of the crickets and mice and bats and etc are all being eaten in this town. The town's high school football coach, his daughter, is attacked in a shower, my worst nightmare, by a spider. So he calls out Goodman's exterminator after a super quick inspection of the bathroom with asbestos gloves which are coated with poison, bearing in mind he's using his bare hands to open doors and etc etc and hold these gloves. How the hell is he not dead? Hmm? Atherton finds out the live one, which was caught by his assistant, had no sex organs and had huge fangs and poison sacs. Therefore, they were the spider from South America. Note, this is all very aliens, aka there's one major bitchy queen or major leader and we have multiple drones, all which are sexless. They find out if the original male spider, the general, and his queen is not killed, they will kill the town within a matter of months. And then move on to the next town and the next town and so on and so forth. Rushing over to the town coroner because they think the nests in morgue, they find out him and his wife are dead after munching down on one of the killer spiders. And the bodies are really bad dummies that made of bloody wax. But hey, oh, this was the 90s, I suppose, early 80s. Atherton finds the spider's lair isn't the morgue, but isn't Jennings' a barn, in which he is quickly killed by the queen. Jennings, Delbert and Atherton's assistant rush to the house. Too bad it's literally crawling with hundreds of thousands of spiders. Luckily for Jennings, who is trapped in the bathroom, Delbert comes to the rescue and kills all the spiders with his Ghostbusters outfit and super strength poison, which literally melts these bloody spiders. What the fuck is this stuff? Bloody acid or some sort? Jennings falls through the floor of his house and has to deal with the Queen, which he quickly kills by throwing it into the fuse box and electrocuting it and frying it. It's down to Jennings versus the gigantic General Spider which he does by torching it and then nailing it to the wall with a nail gun. Note, the general now has 12-inch legs and was made by one of the guys from Mythbusters. Also note, this is where I learned how to make a homemade flamethrower using a lighter and an aerosol can. Well done, Hollywood, you taught a 11-year-old to make a flamethrower. 
just realised this ending is all very aliens, where our hero has to take down the big bad queen, or in this case, king, with a flamethrower. Then again, this is another unoriginal thought from Spielberg. First, he ripped off Jurassic Park, Beetlejuice, aliens. With that, they move back to San Francisco, to with earthquakes, office politics, etc, etc, but no spiders. An earthquake hit, spilling his $127 bottle of wine as credits roll. So that was Arachnophobia, a movie that still makes my skin crawl to this day. An all-round good 90s creature horror with an unfortunate, really bad fake general spider in the last act. So bad, in fact, you can actually see the cable holding the bloody spider together or controlling the spider. Well done, that man. However, I'm going to give this thing a 6 out of 10. Come back next week for my look at 8-legged freaks and the rest of April for more killer spider movies. May is Star Wars month, June is Lost Boys, July is American Pie, August is Summer Hits, September is Hannibal Lecter, October is Hellraiser, November and December, I have not got a bloody clue what I'm going to do with these ones. Don't forget to leave a like, follow and comment. Also check out my other podcasts on my SoundCloud account, SoundCloud account even, such as Doctor Who, Aliens, Donnie Darko, Button Returns, Die Hard and many, many more. Also check out my franchise podcast Omen, Psycho, Underworld and Resident Evil. Follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Now I'm off to check for spiders and a bye.